Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Welcome, welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to the show. Thank you all for joining me here today, tonight, this morning, this evening, this afternoon, whenever you're listening to it. Uh, uh, This is Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Great big show lined up. Of course, it's WrestleMania week. So whenever that's going down, you know, you know things are going to be good. There's a lot to talk about. And we're going to get into all of it. Katie Lindendahl will be here on the State of Wrestling this week. You should know by now what we're about. You know, there are times when you got to critique what's going on in the WWE. But at the end of the day, this wrestling podcast is done for one reason and one reason only. Because I'm a wrestling fan. And I want to appreciate wrestling. I want a place to talk about wrestling with you guys. Uh, and an excuse <clears throat> to talk to wrestlers. And that is is what I'm doing again this week. I welcome back to the podcast Tyrus, formerly known as Brodus Clay. Now, uh, this uh, Tyrus, now in TNA, um, he's a really interesting dude because you don't have to just talk to him about wrestling. He's just he's doing a lot now on Fox News. He's done my show a couple of times on Sirius XM where we haven't really talked that much about wrestling. This, he was on my Sirius XM show uh, last week, so I thought I would share that with you here on the podcast. Uh, very good appearance. We talked about a whole bunch of stuff from the OJ trial to growing up in LA while the uh, Rodney King stuff was going on to Donald Trump running for president. But guess what? There's some wrestling in there too. We talk about his friendship with Heath Slater. We talk about uh, the time uh, that his match. Remember when his match got canceled from WrestleMania 29? And it was kind of a mystery as to whether that was because of timing or because of a total divas thing or it could have been set up or whatever it was. We talked about it here on the podcast this week. It's Tyrus, formerly known as Brodus Clay. And now the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast interview. Our old pal Tyrus is back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Once known as uh, Brodus Clay, known as a lot of different things. A lot of names. Jack lot... of all trades, master of none. That's right. The bottom half of Tyrus's phone is all is all broken glass, and I thought it would it was just used to holding it. <laughs> yeah, I was no. like, you know, and... What made you squeeze your phone to the point of shattering it? A woman. Is it's that right? always a woman. You can't, like, you can't, even when I have facts, like, I have my stuff lined up. Yes. Like, this is the issue. This is my point. And here's, and, then, and here's the solution. Like, here's the, here's solution. the problem, and here's boom, the solution. Boom, 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 boom. Right. Well, you have to understand how I was feeling, right. and you have, to, and you don't appreciate anything. And, blah, and I'm like, wait a minute, no, no. And then, and, <laughs> and three weeks ago, you did this. A year ago, yeah. you did this. Like, wait a minute, what? What? You, you yeah. know, three Februarys away, you didn't wish me a happy birthday. Like, yeah. What, what does that have to do with me not wanting? Crunchy peanut butter on my toast. I right. don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had the solution. <laughs> just please buy smooth from now on. It's just it, it, you can't win an argument, and it's it's frustrating to me because I'm I've I'm very analytical. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. facts. I believe in facts. Yes. Patterns, you know logic. You know, and somebody is lying to you, mm-hmm. but you know their pattern. Right. This happens. This happens. This happens. They do this, mm-hmm. and you call them on like, listen, I don't need an investigative team to know what you're doing because you do it all the time because you're a pattern. No. Right. 
Right. That drives me nuts. Are you an emotional guy? No, I'm just emotional when my facts are like I get right. Like you irritated. have the logic, but you but you're are you quick to anger? Not at first. At first, I'm I have a laugh. Uh-huh. I'm like, how do you really think? Right. Whoo! And then I do the warning. Mm-hmm. Like just like I'm pretty much like a gorilla. There's a warning display, <clears throat> and there's a you know what? We probably shouldn't just talk for a while. I'm gonna go away before I tear a tree off the ground. Isn't that crazy too? When when you when you go to I I find for me it happens uh, with women. When you go like just just leave me alone. Yeah. For just just give just me give me some space. Just just leave me alone and then it will be fine after we'll that. Talk in a month. Right. Yeah. Just that'll be it. Yeah. And then they're like on top of you going, no. no, like they're waiting. They're like, there's got to be a sentence that we can say that then everything goes away. I have the last word. You have that phenomenon. You do. Where we'll find it. All right. We'll leave. I will. Like <laughs> I have to have the last word. Right. And usually it's one I'm trying to get as I get out the door. Right. You know, your mama. Boom. Boom. Like, you know, shut the you know door. Shut the door. You know, yeah. or like you try to hit him with something like really stings. Uh-huh. Like, no, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm, I'm going to go out. What you going to do? Go find the new you. Wow. Door closes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because what are they going to say to that? You'd be amazed. <laughs> there are responses. <laughs> yeah, there's some good ones. <laughs> there's some good ones. That not really radio friendly. Right, um, right, right. But uh, I try to get – that's my problem. It also affects me at work too. Like um, When you're wrestling? Um, not so much in the ring. I have a good time in the ring. But like sure. when I'm talking about stuff – that I feel passionate about, and then you know the writers or something will say something else, and I'll be like, "And you went to college for that? Like, that's your, <laughs> that's your, it's your take. That's that right. Thinks it works. You, I'm six times his size, and you think he should just throw me in the back of a truck? You think that? <laughs> you think that works? <laughs> and then you've insulted the writers, yeah. Who are now guess I get what? thrown in the back of a truck? Right. So exactly, exactly. Yeah, so. so so politically, things don't always work out the best for you. Because now, do you ever end up in a situation where? Because you have your logic and you think you know it, but maybe you're wrong. Well, I've I've come to understand that I'm the smartest dumb guy I've ever known. Like nice. I'm dumb. You are dumb uh-huh. because things that make sense isn't you know I'm just I'm wrong. All I'm wrong so much that I've embraced the, the like smart so? stupidness. Like, um, well, like what are you dumb about? <laughs> I'm always wrong, and then when I try to defend your wrongness, right, yeah, it's it just I'm better off going. You know what? You're smart. I'm dumb. I see. You're good looking. I'm not very attractive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody loves you. People hate me. May I go now? Right, right, what right. What have you learned from this? And you that you're right. And <laughs> I did not use my schooling well. And then Chubbs goes back to teaching you golf. Yep, and it's, it's perfect. It's, it's perfect. So, so, but you can't. Do you admit when you're wrong, or you just? Um, sometimes I have an issue with that. I think yeah. all, everyone has an issue, especially if yeah. you go like real hard on something, you know, and, yeah. um, perfect example. I was, uh, at the, uh, I went to, cause I'm a big, uh, Rajon Rondo fan and he was in uh, New Orleans and the Sacramento Kings were playing the, the Pelicans and, mm-hmm. um, uh, Perkins, who I'm another big fan, they were the Celtics. Those are my guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, he plays in the Pelicans, but I was sitting, uh, courtside and i was sitting next to an older couple who was a sacramento kings fan and i love to talk basketball like i'm at a game love to talk basketball mm-hmm. and i was like yeah first one to 100 you know that's ball game you know, she's like, you sure? yeah it's just how it works out you know it's just the way the game flow of the game is whatever we're up 10 i think it was like two minutes ago i'm like yeah it's a wrap at this point you know blah 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 just talk my little mouth off um and then they were down two i was like they can't it's just 
You can't catch him. There's no way. And the old lady was like, I don't know. You know, and she's now listening to me instead of watching the game intently. Right. And I'm like, I've been to a million basketball games. I know, I know how it works, lady. Expert. I got right. this. And Cunningham gets the ball in the corner, and I stand up and go, this guy hasn't made a shot in two years. <laughs> and bottom of the net, the place goes nuts. And then on Fox uh, Sports, I'm like this, standing there. Like, just... And I'm on the big screen because they're all on me because I had been on them all night. And it was quiet because Sacramento was winning all night, so yeah. everyone heard my big mouth. And the old lady was like, you realize you talked <laughs> for two hours. <laughs> Don't talk anymore. You're I, wrong. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm wrong. I'm wrong because this guy makes one shot. I'm right. suddenly wrong. Right. You these guys play ten. And she was like, do I have to change my seat? I'm like, no. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. Just, you know, yeah. But uh, it, was, it was a tough pill to swallow. But I was clearly wrong in that yeah. instance. Yeah. But it's rare. No, it's often. It, it is, is often. It is often. Yeah. I, I jumped the gun a lot. Yeah, like, uh, you know, I, I can't watch Law and Order anymore because I was guilty. I knew what he got. <laughs> yeah, I, I got yeah, him. I got him. I got him. So you're not the ideal candidate for jury duty. No, because I'll sit there and be like, is anyone else as shocked as I am? <laughs> this guy is still – how are you on the street? Like, you know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I'm not – and I always blame – I get on the victim too. You know, like uh, – you know, I, I always find that like when – Well, what was Nicole Brown Simpson doing at her house? Listen, I have a theory on that. Okay, tell me because I was talking at the top of the show. I mean, I'm, I'm to this day. I'm re-obsessed with OJ in, because I was, of the grew thing. Up in LA. You did, uh huh. And that was a big thing. And you know, one of the reasons why the Bronco was my favorite car. <laughs> wow, that white Bronco was clean. And the first car I bought in college was a Bronco. Couldn't get the white one though, but I got the Eddie Bauer brown and tan one. Okay, great car. Okay. Um, but I never believed that OJ did it. And I'm qu- quite sure he did. Hold on. Okay, what, were you there? I, no, That's I wasn't wrong there. wrong in America. I wasn't there. You weren't there. <laughs> I wasn't. You don't know what happened. I, I don't know, but my All mother. All of a sudden, this guy. Yeah, go ahead. With horrible knees, uh-huh. bad elbows, and just not the brightest guy in the room anymore. Ron he'd Goldman few, was in his prime. Yeah, he had a few stabbing Stabbing two people down is pretty rough. Right. And, you know, there's maybe a scenario where he was on Nicole first and sure. Goldman tried to save him and he got lucky. Whatever. Regardless, but... Um, and that was a big divide. There was, you know, it was a big black and white divide. It yeah. became very racial, which I think is ridiculous. And then when he was acquitted, mm-hmm. it wasn't even about the court battle. It was a lot of a lot of brothers came out and was like, "Finally, we won one!" Like this is for Emmett Mateel. And I'm like, "That is." And being young back then, I was the same way. And it happened. I mean, literally, it was a year removed from Rodney King. Right. Right. And, but <clears throat> but it wasn't. It should never have been about that. Right. Let everyone make it about that. Right. You know. And um. One night I'm working in a club and we, because I'm at the club working the front door. Bouncing? Bouncing. Gotcha. And I had a crew and we were always talking, blah, blah, blah. And we had one guy who was like, he did it, he did it. I'm like, how you know he did it? Were right. you there? Right. Did you hand him the Swiss Army knife? <laughs> did you hold Ron down? Because you're wrong as hell for not doing nothing. And this off, he was a retired police. We used to have, uh, we were smart. We had ex-cops um, or off-duty cops that would work the motorcycle crew in front of the thing. And this guy, he worked homicide in the LAPD. Mm-hmm. He he basically said, he said, listen, this is what it was. We, among the, the bodies was, it was a drug hit. They were, they were executed Colombian style. They were both given, the, the way they were cuts and stuff was considered professional. Okay. They believe uh-huh. OJ knew all about it. So when they brought him in, uh-huh. that was the question they were hitting him with. Either you tell us what you know, or as far as we're concerned, you're 
conspiracy to murder. You were in on it. Either you ordered the hit. Right. Or you helped with the hit. But that was the ugly story. And he was very, like, straight up about it. And when you so look— So you think, you think uh, Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman were somehow attached to some kind listen, of drug deal no, gone bad? There's no—when you look at the hit—and like I said, the Goldman family, they lost, you know, their son. And But let's keep it real. People are people. They're in Hollywood. They're partying. And what does that socioeconomical group do? Coke. Cocaine. Cocaine. And they love it. They love it. They and do. it's expensive. It is. And you're doing it— Especially the good stuff. And you're doing it— in your ex-husband's house. Yeah. With, with a good-looking young money, guy. And you're partying with that guy. Yeah. And you run up a bill. Mm. And all of a sudden he says, I'm not paying it no more. The cocaine Get your bill. money from them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And probably, OJ probably was into these guys for a lot. He probably used them for years. Right. And so he's like, so take my debt him, and hurt listen, that out. If you smoke weed, you're not going to get killed. You might get your ass whipped, right. but you're not going to get killed. And that was OJ's thing, weed. Well, no, he probably was doing the cocaine too. Oh, okay. But I'm saying is, you don't bite, you don't kill the bank. Gotcha. Because that's where you the money the was message. coming from for all parties. Yeah. So yes. he either made a deal with them for mm-hmm. the hit, mm-hmm. or something happened where they made a hit, but it's a hit. Gotcha. Knife wounds like that are not done by an angry guy in love who's randomly killing two people. Even if he won that up. Heisman. Even if he won the Heisman. Oh. Because back and he's brute strength strong. Right. Have right. you ever tried to cut a piece of chicken? With a, with a knife? Can I tell you something? <laughs> he loves chicken. Uh, <laughs> you see this on my finger right here? Yeah. I was trying to cut a baguette yesterday. Okay. That happened to me. I, cu- I cut myself on my knuckle. Stabbing is not an easy deal. No. No, and it's not. killing two people, but two or three people who know what they're doing, mm-hmm. it's it's a lot easier to get done. Sure. That's, sure. That, That's your my theory. theory. It's my theory. Because you know what my mother always told me, and this is maybe where I picked up some. She would, while the OJ trial was going on, we were in New York, obviously, but she would watch it on TV every day. And I'd come home. I was probably like. Everybody watched it. Uh, yeah. I was probably like 11 or 12 at the time. And I said, Mom, you know, because I knew OJ from the Super Bowl from Naked Gun. And I go, Mom. He was awesome in Naked Gun. He was the greatest. With Whatever. the big afro, he yeah. couldn't fit through the door. Funny, Hilarious. You know? yeah. I go, Mom, did OJ really do it? Because I loved OJ because the Naked Gun. Yeah. And she would look at me every day and go, Sammy, that man is guilty as sin. Right. And because so that, why? Which she just told me. I don't yeah, know. I don't know, know if it was racial. I don't know what it yeah, was. It was racial. Uh, you think my mom Black was racist? Dead, Black guy involved? Hell yeah, he did it. You think my then? mom was, was... I think everyone is politely racist to a certain degree. Even everyone Mrs. In this room, Roberts. Everyone in this room, we, if right now, right. to catch a racist instead of predator, mm-hmm. kicked in the door with some transcripts right. over the last 10 years of stuff we've said in our home and stuff, right. everyone in this room would be like, I, I can... Exp- <laughs> um, I thought it was okay it was, to make fun of Adrian for being it was, Cuban. It was it's a Cuban. Joke. It was a yeah. joke. You know, so yeah. I think everybody is to a certain degree. It's just you have enough common sense to know not to act that way. I see. So, I see. you know, because here's the deal. Every time every time an athlete gets busted for for hitting a woman or what like that, mm-hmm. it was a brother the first. Yep, he did it. <laughs> Ray Lewis, oh, he shot him. Right. You know he did it. But everybody's trying to figure out how Johnny Manziel didn't I, do well, anything. He was no, clearly he upset. He's worried about <laughs> yeah. the defense he's facing. She's yelling at him. Right. The bigger problem here is his mental illness. Yeah. That's is he going to be a cowboy to... next year? Yeah. You know, could Jerry Jones save him? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's, it's just mild things, but it's, it's real. And like I said, I, to the day, I just don't think looking at And like I said, growing up in L.A. the way I did, being around some of the things I was around, seeing some of the things I, I've seen. Like I, I worked for a guy who um, worked for the, the mafia, 18th Street and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's how they did business. It is. Yeah, that's how they did business. 
Hmm. Two guys, inconspicuous, little tiny guys who speak a word of English will walk up and necktie cut you, gut you, and two minutes you won't know what hit you. Are you watching the OJ show at all? No. Because I, I watched it. I've been watching it. I love it. And on the first episode, they showed OJ going in for questioning. And it wasn't like they had any sort of like, well, we know you did this. We know you did that. It seemed on that show like they were letting Cuba Gooding Jr. OJ off very easily. OJ was like not answering questions right. And they were like, all right, Juice, whatever. You're the Juice. It's all good. Right. And that's Hollywood. That's how You don't know the actual truth. And honestly, unless Cuba is going to start punching the air mm-hmm. and say, I can't take this anymore, mm-hmm. then I'm not watching it. You're not. You're not watching it. <laughs> you know, I just, uh, you know, unless he does some Boys in the Hood stuff, I'm not watching <laughs> it. Uh, I grew up in, and that was a very uh, influential time in L.A. We had the riots. Yeah. Uh, we had the O.J. trial. We had the Rodney King. Like, I, I grew up during that time. And to actually rewatch it again, you won't you won't get the feel for how it was because it was really divided. Yeah, was that terrifying for you? Now you're what's your what, what what's your ethnicity of your parents? Oh, uh, my father's black and my mother's uh, Swedish uh, Scottish. Okay, so you got a, a mixed race marriage happening in uh, LA. No, 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 they weren't they weren't married. They weren't married. No, no, no. Did no. they live together for a hot minute? Yeah, but not really. Not so really. who did you live with in LA? Uh, we live with mom. Okay, so yeah. but your mom's white. Mom's white. Okay. Super white. But you consider you're a black like, kid. Like, oh, all day. You didn't have a choice. Right. Yeah. So, uh, it wasn't something I could change. Of course not. Well, actually, I'm feeling a little sweet. No, Negro, <laughs> no, go over there. No. Like, go one over drop there. rule. You yeah, ever heard of the one drop rule? Actually, it's the three four. It's called a quadroon. I researched <laughs> it. It's a, you're, there's actually a name for it. The three fourths. So if me, mm-hmm. are you, you Caucasian? Mm-hmm. Okay. If me and her, okay. and then our child, mm-hmm. met another white person and a child, right. it's like three fourths tenths black. It's called a quadroon, technically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got to come over here, according to the laws of the South. I see, I yes. see, I see. And they are so the people written. who make it. They make, it's still law. Right, it's right. Still law. So you're growing up in L.A. Yeah. But there was a lot of me's in L.A. So what's it like for you, though, identifying <laughs> as black, growing up, L.A. riots are happening, your mom's like, I know this is tough, little Brodus, and you're like, <laughs> and you're like, Mom, you can't relate to me right now. Um, probably the the best way to describe, and me and my mother, we, I don't think we've talked in like maybe, I want to say seven or eight years. Why is that? Um, we don't get along. Um, now, when did that start? Uh, from, from cry. <laughs> from the jump. <laughs> from the jump. No, we were tight. We grew up with some really tough situations. Okay. Uh, biological father was a really bad person. Gotcha. Um, and then like most things happen, you have biracial kid, you're in our age. She had me when she was uh, 15 and a half. So, wow. So, yeah. So she's young and, you know, she had to do what she had to do. And, you know, my, you know, she kind of had a thing like men kind of took over her life. You know, one of those, you know, we know those women. Right. Where the, and she became really, dependent. Doesn't really work with a, with a proud giant son who is physically aggressive and doesn't take too much gotcha. shit from people. Gotcha. So, yeah. um, it just kind of went from there. I went off to college on my own and stuff, you know, so I just didn't really, but, uh, the one time we were talking, I came home and it was uh, in between my WWE stints, and I was working for Snoop, and Obama was running for president, uh-huh. and I'll never forget it. And it was like your quarter thing, and my mom, she lives in like this all wood cabin of fawn skin, uh, Big Bear, California. It's phenomenal. Uh-huh. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, De La Hoya lives up there. Okay, it's just nice. Big, yeah, like you know. Did you buy that for her? No, no. She's a private duty nurse. She does pretty well. She does well. Private duty nurses do pretty well for themselves. That's great. Um, Especially in L.A. And and her family had a little bit of money and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, And she's watching the thing, and I'm sitting there, and and, um, she had my favorite meal is veal parmesan. And so she made me veal parm. You know, I was home, chilling. News comes on. This is amazing. A a Swedish lady. Yeah. 
has a kid with a black guy and cooks Italian food well, for the, the kid. Well, the Foster family I grew up in for a little while made Italian food, and their parm was phenomenal. There it is. So, um, but she made it for me. She's a great cook. And Barack Obama comes on, and he's doing his thing, and she's like, oh, what is the world coming to? Do you realize that this could be president? What? And she didn't think about it. She's like, like a racial person. He's not. I mean, he's he's a black, but he's That's what she said. Yeah, and he's white, and and he's. I said, I know it's horrible, right? <laughs> Where do those things come from, Mom? <laughs> You think there's a ship that drops them off, or do you think, like, white women go out and just purposely do that? Yeah. Have those biracial black kids. That's And she was like, obviously, you're not going to be serious about that. He's a different kind than you are because – and I was like, this is getting better. This is what happens yeah. when people try to defend themselves. Right. Is it gets it gets, you know – so she was kind of racist, And then too. Her, her comeback, because I know where I get the last word disease from, she's right. like, you could have been white if you wanted to. <laughs> you could have, could have done something with your hair or maybe not talk the way you talk or maybe right. suck in my bottom lip, perhaps. You know, <laughs> she was just like, you're obviously not going to be serious about this. I'm just saying Barack Obama is Muslim and he's a terrorist. And, you know, because that was the thing, you know. Well, of course and, it was. And, and him and bin Laden went to college together. How so, could your mom be racist, though? Because she... Because she met a really bad brother. So like, your dad, but dad, your made, dad made a racist. After him, there was no more. Wow. Yeah, there was, she never dated, talked to another brother again. So like, she's this 15-year-old, open-minded, minded, the world rainbow mind. coalition. Yeah, and met, it's a Benetton and ad. And met the worst you could possibly imagine and never went back. And, and, and then you. And then, and then me to... looks just like him. Right. Except, you know, I'm smarter and I don't put hands on women. Right. And, um. I think that was just a little much for her looking at that mug all the time. But, you know, that's a whole other. That's a whole but other can I of always worms. look at, like, it's funny because she get, you know, she's comfortable. Right. And you and a lot of times when you are friends, you forget stuff. Right. And I would say we were more friends than we were, you know, mother, just because of the age difference. And, you know, we kind of grew up together, right. stuff like that. But, but like, she would, like, lean over and whisper and say stuff sometimes. And I'd be like, Ma, <laughs> stop. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you, you have but to. But it happens to me in relationships, too. Like, I, I you know, they. I dated uh, a white woman for a while, and and like she would like get comfortable and make comments, you know, like, "Do you guys really like cocoa butter?" And I'm like, "What, what? is that?" <laughs> you know, and she would say things like, it "Just like one time, I was oh god, I'll never forget. I'm standing in a field, right, and it was like a pumpkin thing, okay, and it was like corn, right, and." Right or whatever it is what you, you grow like, like I'm a just nice couples there. thing. Or? Yeah, it was like a thing, yeah. you know. And um, we, uh, you know, pumpkin patches and stuff like that. And I'm standing there, and we got separated for a minute. And I turned, and she was looking at me, and she's like, "You know, seeing you in the field like no, that." No, and no, I was no. like, "Yeah, you're so big and strong." And what? I'd have bought you. And I just, what? I just was like, "What?" You can't say that. No. You know, and she's like, I'm just being honest. I'm just. <laughs> so what, I do like the laborer? Would you keep me around the house? Like, what was my role? White gloves? Am I in the field? Like, which one is it going to be? Yeah. Like, let's break this down. Like, you know what I'm saying? And she was like, I'm just saying. Look at this. Pers- if it was. Right. That time. I'm not advocating for it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't do it. But if it was what was being done. Right. I buy it. <laughs> I'm like, well, thank you. Yeah. Is that a compliment? <laughs> It's, it's, if I try to escape, you cut off my foot. Like, how does that work? Right. You, you know, this is an amazing perspective. And then I hit her back have. with, "Will yeah. you still 
date and stuff? She's like, oh, oh no, 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 no. Of course not. I mean, I mean that would be socially. No. Right, right, right. No, but would I, would I date the cow? Yeah, I don't no, think so. No no, 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 no. You have this amazing perspective then because like when, when there's a debate, is there a race problem? Are people racist? Are, you're like, all you have to do is be mixed and let people feel comfortable yeah. and you'll get all you your know, answers. Talk, and here's the thing. This is why I like Donald Trump so much. Mm-hmm. Um because that's how people really are. And if everybody was just like, yeah, everyone says stupid, it wouldn't be a big deal. Right. Because I always laugh at the people like, and I'm going to pick on Ted Cruz a little bit because. Please do. Uh, well, first of all, we talked earlier. He looks like a vampire has teeth taken out. You know? <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, like and follow me. Like, no. <laughs> like, they, we know who you really are. Okay. You're not. This, and this is what politicians have done for years. They're this holier than thou and God and country and family. Yes. This, that, whatever. He looks like a guy who cusses people out and says rude things. And he has a college buddy who made uh, movies and stuff who's always putting on Twitter like how he was in school. Did you see the old young Ted Cruz? Yeah. Like, I like that. Tank over the world. Yeah. You yeah. know, and and for him to sit there and he attacks Donald, we, Donald Trump. He could be a racist. Mm-hmm. He could be a shady businessman. Mm-hmm. He could be foul-mouthed and short-tempered and says the wrong thing. And even when he says the right thing, he says it the wrong way. But we know Donald Trump. for the He's been on TV for over two decades. We know what we're getting with him. Yeah. What you see is what you get. And you know what's interesting? Cause and I think that's where America's at now. I think on the O'Reilly factor, I, I was reading about it. I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to check it out over the weekend. But somebody told me that O'Reilly – put a compilation together of stuff that Donald Trump said in 2011 on where he stood on the issues. And believe it or not, it was almost exactly the same as what he's saying now. Well, and even if he does, these guys all flip-flop. Right. You know what I'm saying? No one, you know, and this is the thing, like, my mood changes all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm pro whatever, but if I'm in the wrong, if I see some new information and I don't like something, I'll change my mind. Right. Right. And for some reason, which is, country, by the way, what you're supposed to be. Do- you're supposed yeah. to be able to learn and be fluid with stuff. when I'm president. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to throw out Obamacare. I'm going to do this. How about look at it? Right. How about see what you can actually do? Like, I'm pretty sure Obamacare is bad, but I'll look at it and I'll let you know. You know well, here's the thing. The American people that you're talking to elected President Obama twice. Right. Same thing with George Bush twice. Right. You can talk trash, but who are you really talking trash about? Right. Listen, you guys have been stupid for the last eight years. I'm your guy. Vote for me. You want to, you know, he everything he did was wrong and this, that. Nobody wants to hear that anymore. Right. The bashing stuff is old. You mm-hmm. know, that's why when, it, like, they took the gloves off and they went after Trump, the media is so sorry. Shouldn't it have been Rubio catching hell for talking about his hands? Of course. He's the one who said yeah, it. he's the one who did it. And I'm, by the way, he only he stole that from John Oliver. Because yeah. over the weekend, John Oliver did a whole bit about Donald Trump's hands. Two days later, Rubio is making dick jokes, yeah. and then Donald Trump is like, okay, we want to make because dick jokes. Because somebody's back this? was like, hey, Rubio, you know what I think it would work? Yeah. Get us up in the polls. And by the way, joke. and by the way, look at Rubio. It's and over. Have you ever seen anybody get crushed so you quickly? You can't Trump a Trump. You can't no. Trump Trump. No, you can't. Trump came out like this. He was like Clint Eastwood at the debate, like, somebody say something. Right. I'm begging you. And everyone's like, uh, uh-uh. And then the beautiful thing is, last night, Donald Trump is the one who's like, he's answering the questions, and then he goes... Isn't it great, by the way, how civil we've all been and tonight? And everyone else is like this. Because they want to say something, but they can't. And all of like, a sudden, Donald's like, he's the, he's the, he's the judge of decorum. Yeah, and he's because he, he knows it. He basically, it's like this. Me and my brother, my brother and I used to have these horrible feuds over Tecmo Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I may have or may not have 
snuck a girl in the house one day and skipped school. I don't know. It could have happened. Brother came home early, saw her leave. Right. The blackmail began. Right. And it was always fourth quarter, about to score and win, punt. Or I'll tell. No. Yeah. And I would be like, what? (laughs) What do you mean, punt? Give me the ball. No. Okay, well, hey, mom, guess... And then I would have to punt the ball. You would have to. You know because I knew yeah. what would happen. Right. You know? Right. We had a pair of scissors on the fireplace. I knew what was going to happen. <laughs> and uh, it would be the point we would sit at dinner and it would be like the last, you know, piece of cake. Uh, I think I'll have that. Right, George? <laughs> and then your mom goes, George, aren't you hungry? You don't no, want the actually, cake? he's not. Hand it over. You know? And that's kind of what it was like. Donald was like. Right. Guys, what's going on? Right. And everyone was like, and the guy who started the show was great. He's like, he basically was the the telling everyone they're going to behave and yeah, it's, he it's actually maintained control. Yeah, yeah. But like, Donald is the pace car here. Like, Donald Trump is the one who is like, we're going to go fucking crazy. We're going to make it into a circus. We're going to insult each other. We're going to do all this stuff. Then they're like, oh, okay, well, we'll do that too. And once they start doing it, then Donald's like. We're going to act presidential. We're going to slow this down. Well, and so everywhere they man. go. Yes. Yes. So he knows how to manipulate how to people. Think. I can't wait for these deals. Right. You right. Know, and like, I wish he would just, I mean, the only thing I'm waiting for him to do is break out with a cigarette. Like, look, man, if, if it makes money for us, <laughs> I'm with it, baby. If not, you know, it's whatever. You know, the Cuba deal. Could we make money? Cool. Yeah. 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 The Iran thing. Terrible deal. Wouldn't have made it unless we made money. You know, yeah. and that's, I talk in numbers. Yeah. You know, that's that's what he's doing. You know, right. and he's like, yeah, I hired people overseas. Why wouldn't you? The, the law's there. I took advantage of it because I'm a businessman. Right. And that he's so smart. He goes, he goes, yeah, we took advantage of laws that shouldn't be on the book. I'm a businessman. I got to do it. They're right in front of me, but they shouldn't be on the book and we'll take them off. Yeah. You know, Boom. oxymoron. Rubio, Cruz, family were immigrants. Right. But they want to kick immigrants out. Right. Right. What? <laughs> this is Jeb Bush's problem. He's married to an immigrant. But you know what? Jeb Bush, yeah. he knew. Because he, he, he was a gentleman. Yeah. I got no beef with Jeb. Jeb I mean, walked Jeb in is like thinking the it was going to be a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a street fight. Right. And he was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, honey, get the kids and my yeah. ball. We're going home. Guys, We're not playing I, with these guys. I seem to have brought a knife to a gunfight. I'm yeah. going to excuse myself. I'm not going to place this knife here. Yeah. You guys, whoever wants to use it. It's you yours. may have the room. Right, yeah, right, right. Know? I'm gonna I'm gonna head back. Did you hear uh and what happened tonight? You might have been on your way in. Yeah, I was coming in. I got the they there was a But it's it's been all over TV. So Donald Trump, you know, there's been accusations of more than accusations, there's been violence at Trump rallies. Right. Uh, uh have you been to a wrestling show? I have I been to a wrestling yeah, show. Yeah, you are wrestling. Have I you mean, been to a Raiders game? No, I haven't been to a Raiders game. Okay, Cleveland Brown game. I, no, I live in New York. I've been Giants to, I've, game. I've been to a football game. Okay, you've been yes. to a Giants game. Yes, yes, yes. Could you imagine the guy in a New England jersey sitting dead center in Giants stadium going, Giants, <laughs> right. what's right. going to happen to him? Right, right. You know, My dad used to show up to Yankee Stadium when we went, and he would always wear his Red Sox hat. No matter what, I liked your dad. No matter what team thing. was playing. We'd go watch the Yankees play Detroit. And my dad would show up with his Red Sox hat on. There it is. I stole a White Sox hat and made it red. <laughs> you did? Because that's what we do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He goes, every game, got my Red Sox hat yep. on, Die time to hit fan. up the stadium. Respect that. Yeah. Um, and, and, but he, keep, he, he wouldn't push it. Right. Just enough to go, right. that damn Red Sox fan. Right. He'd get cursed at. Oh, as I, he should. Right. I, and he would love it, though, by the way. He would love it when they cursed at him. 
that's part of being. He was a, a true heel. Yes. my dad. My, the last WrestleMania I cared about in New York, uh-huh. when the match was cut. Um, I was given, I was given tickets to Yankees opening day, mm-hmm. Red Sox Yankees game two. Would they, would they give those to you? Like, look, Brodus, we cut your no, match off WrestleMania. No, no, but here's that would have actually been good with that. No, it's nothing to do with him. Uh, I stayed an extra couple hours at the hospital. Doing uh, business stuff, I ended up playing a game of uh, shoots and ladders with some cheating kids, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> they, they did. They were cheating, and I called them on it. It's fine. Um, and I had no idea that one of the little boys' grandfather was the fire marshal for New York, and he had pulled me aside and he said, "Hey, I really appreciate what you did." And I said, "I was just playing games with the kids. It's no big deal." And uh, he was like, "Is there anything I can do for you?" I said, "Actually, do you know where I can get a couple of tickets? No, I'm looking for a place to buy a couple of nosebleed tickets for the." Red Sox Yankees. I just want to sneak in, watch a couple innings. Say I went to Yankee Stadium and seeing the Red Sox beat the Yankees would be really great. <laughs> and uh, he was like, "I have season tickets." I'm like, "Oh no, 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 that's fine." He's like, "No, no, no take them. I wasn't going to go anyways." And he gave me four season tickets, so I took uh, DiBiase, uh, Santino. We're supposed to um, Sandow was supposed to go, but he was being Sandow. Um, they might, you know, we don't get along, and we're not even. Just whatever. You what know, do you mean? He didn't want it, He didn't want us to be seen together because we had a WrestleMania he, match. He's kayfabe. We might as well went because he's, we didn't get our match. Right. You know, so um, I was but like, right, right, don't go, don't go. Sandow's the last the last guy. No, I was too, but I wanted him just to hold the ticket and be like, oh, you can't go. Right. Kayfabe. Right. Kayfabe. that's um, who I am. Right. And uh, I had my shirt on, and um, the Yankees had picked up um, Uke. Mm-hmm. Sell out garbage tattletale. <laughs> they were drinking chicken and beer. And hated him. And I'm third baseline, three rows back, oh. and I'm like, you are garbage. And I'm just. And you, have a, you have a booming voice oh, that I'm could probably, it could probably carry over three rows. Like, and I was like, you know, and um, you are, you know, you're worse than Buckner and Red Sox. Little tattletale, tattletale, stooge. <laughs> and one guy stood up. He's like, hey, you didn't shut. And I still, what? And he's like, Hey, cool, good. Yeah, <laughs> all right, cool. Sit down, and um, you know, and Buckholzer pitches a gem. Yeah, you know, uh, A Rod strikes out. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Great game. And about the sixth inning, you gives me a look, and I'm just like, "Yep, it's me, Tattletale. It's me." Yeah, yeah. you know, and yeah. uh, they're gonna cut you. You know that, right? <laughs> You're only here until he gets back, right? You know, and um, uh, it was a great experience being a bad guy at, at you know at, at Yankee Stadium. Stadium. Before but, I get back to what I was saying, let me ask you about that WrestleMania because I've always wondered. Uh, do you think? Because here's what it was. That was yes, when, I could have got it done in 30 seconds. Yes, I could have. <laughs> we could have fought in the ramp. That was when Total Divas on E was just starting, and it was a big. It was it was a, it was a multi-person tag match, multi-gender tag match, right? Wasn't it? What was the match? Brodus and the Funkadactyls. I see it in my sleep. It was me and Ten's eye. I had his tattoo on my face. You know how hard that is? You painted that way. I put the, the thing, the deal, because we were a real tag team, because we were going to be tag champs after that. It was, they told us. They did. We were on our way. <laughs> One more run. The run. This was it. it was, we were going. Tailored suits. Tar- you know how hard it is to find a suit for Matt? Oh, you were really like. Family was there. Um, this was WrestleMania 29. This mm-hmm. is in Giant Stadium. And in New York. And it's 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 finally it's, wrestling. This was because I had been to two before with Alberto. I was on the outside, but I had a great moment with Edge and Christian. But I never actually you were was the bodyguard, the, the wrestling yeah. bodyguard at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, funny, I'm still what the hell. Um, <laughs> and then the year after that, somebody called your mama, right, on the top of the stage, right. You did with not the, in the ring, right. I'm a wrestler. Right, you're not a dancer. I need to be in the ring. Yes. If I'm not in the ring, WrestleManias don't count. Right. Here it is. And this was my feature. Right. 
So my moment. Yeah, because if anything, your partner Tenzai Albert Matt Bloom, he had adapted. He did it all. He, but, but he had adapted his He's character to match yours. Yeah, sweet tea. So yeah. The hip hop, hip hop. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you know, now it's like here it is. It's Brodus's and moment. He's great, by the way. Yeah. No, he is, yeah. He doesn't. If they, if he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer, there's no Hall of Fame. I mean, it, just off, just work basically, and being able to put up with two different generations of garbage. Like he's just a phenomenal. <laughs> he is phenomenal a very guy. good. He's yeah. a good guy. I like him a lot. Um, um, but so, so it's you two, the two dudes, and, and he's another it's giant. Cody and Sandow and the Bella Twins and. You and you and 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 Matt Bloom and the Funkadactyls. Yes, Trinity and the other one, uh, Cameron. <laughs> now I'm over it. Now I'm not over it. You're not at all. See, so the theory going around first, they said at, at the show that night. I remember everybody saying, "CM Punk and the Undertaker went over." Oh, over. Yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Fifteen. Fifteen minutes over. Minutes over. Yeah. That. But long. it's Taker. So what are you gonna say? Like I said in my breath, fuck you, Taker. You got the last word in, anyways. You wear mascara and your hair dies bad. Like, seriously? Oh, no. You got to wait. Tombstone didn't even hit, bro. Didn't even hit. He shouldn't even be knocked out right now. When something like that happens, do you think that's Taker's call? Is that Punk's call? Is that both of them? Is it? Uh, you know what? I feel like there's not – It's those guys are at such a high level. Right. You can't do anything. Even if, do? even if the boss was screaming, go home. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I believe he was trying to get it done. Like Mr. McMahon and, and Triple H did everything they could for us to get that match. Let's let's not because it, because the did. other theory they is did. that's the first in that building. Everybody was saying Punk and Taker went over. They're canceling that match. We were all talking about it. But once that reality show comes out, like the first Total Divas show is all about these divas, not you guys, the divas who didn't get their WrestleMania match. So then the theory started to be they purposely, without, you know, kayfabe you guys, but without telling you guys, they purposely canceled that match. They would have a nice storyline for the reality show. If that is true. Yeah. Fuck all of them. <laughs> yeah. I Every time I see them, there'll be a misunderstanding. Right. Because those girls were at that point because of where they are now. Right. Trinity's a star. Cameron's trying to figure it out. Right. But that was... Our work. Right. Our two years of going through hell. Mm-hmm. And if they did that to me and did that, and I, not even Matt, because Matt's had his WrestleMania moments. Yeah. Then they should have fired me the next day. Right. They should have let, they should have gave me the choice that they would have said, George, because I wouldn't do the show. I didn't want to do the show. I was about to disembowel her boyfriend or manager or whatever the hell he was. Who's? Uh, Cameron's. Like, I did not care. for. I went to the office and said, I'm not doing because they wanted me to play this bully bad guy with women. And it's not something I was interested in doing. Because of what we well, were what just we talking say, about, your yeah. history. Yeah, I don't need it. Right. I'm just not. My mother oh, I remember that. that. They yeah. were like, oh, bro, yeah, I'm not doing like what you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm you not mean, doing that. I'm right. not going to sit there and, and be just. I'm just not going to do it. It right. did nothing for me. Right. You know, and if that's the only way you can get ratings on your show, and look, the show worked; it's still working. Congratulations, everybody! It was just something I didn't want to do, uh-huh. and it probably was whatever the situation was. Probably didn't put me in a very good favor, but knowing how much that broke, you know, and like I said, rest, you love wrestling. Wrestling doesn't love you. And right. that tweet I said sometimes I tweeted it out. Sometimes, you, you know. You got to get your heart broken to know how much you love something. And right. the fan, I started the 365 to Redemption or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, I remember Mrs. McMahon came up to me and said, I really appreciate 
what you wrote because guys could have said a lot of different things and, and Triple H did the same thing and said loyalty means something or whatever. But if they really I, I can't I mean, believe I, they did that. I don't just know. Because, it's a theory. Yeah, yeah I, I just I just don't think you can be fake. Mm-hmm. I, I see fake all the time. Mm-hmm. And I really believe Triple H was genuine. He shook my hand like a man. And, he, and I was there. Mr. Command came to me in, in the gorilla because I wouldn't come out of gorilla because I didn't want to show my face, you know, because I knew what was going to happen. Right. And he came up to me and he doesn't do that. Right. Unless he wants to. Right. And he said, I'm sorry, Brodus. We did everything we could. And I believe that. Right. And that's I'm OK with that. It's the nature of the business. I didn't get off the bench to play in the Super Bowl. Because the other the, the other, other thing, I hate you. Me? No, no. Oh. I, I hate them. <laughs> right. And I will never say nothing because you don't do that to somebody. That's not funny. That's not a rib. You listen, this is the storyline. This is where we're going. Don't spend money on your family coming out. Don't do this. Right. Don't tell the whole world. You Don't spend you know, $3,000 on wrestling gear and stuff like that. And more importantly, don't spend the rest of your year trying to get over it. And I never really got over it. Mm-hmm. You know that what I'm affected saying? you that deeply. Yeah. Yeah. Because as a kid, that's all you want. Right. And it wasn't like I had come so close so many other times. Right. And in my mind, how many more chances did you get? Because the WrestleMania in New Orleans, I wasn't even there. Right. I couldn't wait to get out of the ring. Like right. it was just it was over for me. Like mm-hmm. I knew they had no nothing for me, no faith in me. They turned me heel. They didn't do anything with me. Like I knew it was a wrap, you know what I'm saying? And like I'm just waiting it out. I'm just basically you know. You're like on death row. Uh-huh. You don't know what day it's coming, but it's coming. And it's something you love and trained your ass off for. And you don't feel you're being treated right. But it's, it's the nature of the business. There's nothing you can do about it. You right, know? right. And everyone around you is like, oh, they're crazy. You're so talented. Da, 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 da. And you're just that, whatever. And your money on the mic and all this other kind of stuff. But for whatever reason, they didn't think so anymore. Right. And all so, you could do all, I mean, you literally could just move forward. There's yeah, no answering and that's all you the questions. Do. So when I look back at it, I just look at it, it was a bit punk and taker. They did go over. Uh-huh. You know, um, Punk did apologize to me. Okay. And, um, you know, we've been friends, you know, ever since then. But I don't I don't think that, especially Punk, because he, he, he you know, I think about it. Punk would have been like, you know what's going on? Yeah, I mean, he, he had because no Because he came reason. up to me one time and me and him had that match, and that was him who pushed for me to get that match with him. He's like, do you know what they wanted me to say about you? And I told him, no. If I told you what they wanted me to say with the writers, you'd go in there and you'd probably tear somebody's head off. You know what I'm saying? That that's that's punk. Yeah, that's Phil. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I'm gonna. I just don't believe that many people would be that fake. Right, especially in a, a fake business. But yeah. Triple H shaking your hand, and telling Vin- you how sorry he is for you. He's not gonna do that. Right. Unless he ha That's not something he's like. Oh, I have to go over and shake Brodus's hand. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. I've been on the other side of it. You know, when it was uh, me and um, Miz had the match where Wade came out and. Buried us the last match I ever had on SmackDown. What happened? Uh, oh, bad news, and you guys are boring, and Vince is telling him everything to say or whatever. Um, they didn't even smarten me up to that. Oh, I see. So the guys come out, so Vince is like, okay, just go out and tell him how boring he is. Yeah, me and Miz, yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, it was directed at me because I was, well, I was the heel, but it was still like, it was like whatever. You know, when Fit Finley was like, just, you know, I took a DDT finish. When the hell does that happen? Right. I just want to get the hell out of there. You right, know? right. Because it was like, all right. I get it. Yeah, because I guess there's a difference between, like, going in and being like, okay, we're going to have this guy make fun of the bad guy and, like, do a wrestling thing versus, no, 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 go out there and, like, tell him he sucks. And, yeah, like, you know, like, you're boring, you know, and, and Wade, you know, Wade is a stand-up guy and, and uh, you know, he came up to me and he's like, I, you know, I was like, listen, you got to do your job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It is, you know, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, they don't like me anymore. I'm not real fond of them. So, 
you know, that's where we're at. I'll do what I'm told to do, and then I'll go home. Right. You know, and then I went home. So. And that's what happens. Listen, Tyrus, people are going to be able to see you this weekend on Gutfeld. Is that right? Yeah, great. And I'm going there with two agendas. One, talk about Kardashian. Uh-huh. And two, make sure Sam gets on that show because I think – me and you got to do it together. You got to do it together. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Matching outfits. Yeah, we'll do it. Some some stepbrother stuff. That's it. That's you got it. the hair. We'll even you know. <laughs> yeah, that's somehow I get we'll to... get him to say Pam. Uh, yeah, I think so, I can help with the whole. I don't know. I think I have the hair of both of them. Am I John C. Riley or uh, probably John C. Riley? Yeah, okay. I don't know if I got the. What do you uh, think? I got Will Ferrell, I guess too. I don't. Which one do you, you... want to be? I mean, you're the bigger one. You get to choose. Yeah, I'll be. I'll be Riley. I'll okay. let you be. I'll okay. let you be. The, yeah, I'll be Will Ferrell. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to do that show together. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm dragging your Nighthawk. That's we, right. We got this. We got to, and we can all. I mean, it's shake and bake. It's, it's yeah, Talladega I mean, Nights, baby. You want to do it? <laughs> it's Talladega Nights. We got this. Yeah. Um, and that show is on Sunday night, correct? Yeah, Sunday night, ten o'clock. Yep. So you'll be and able then to s- off to TNA for taping. So big. Right, and big you know, week. live you know, it's, Tuesday. It's been uh, it's as much as much criticism as TNA takes. I was reading in uh, in the dirt sheets in the in the in the Observer. And Meltzer saying that uh, the shows that TNA has been putting on have been better than any wrestling show he sees. And that's yeah, a very I mean, respected wrestling journalist, if you will. Yeah, Meltzer's been around. I just did a thing for him where he had me read in a book. His yeah. new book he's pushing. Um, fix It Wrestling. Huh. I didn't know it was broke. I was at the – we saw him at the, the thing. Oh, at the convention that yeah, you were at over the weekend. Yeah, all the legends and stuff. Oh, legends very, very cool. How, what an interesting group. <laughs> Iron Sheik looked great, though. He did. I went he and saw him really after good. I talked to you. I, I talked yeah. to him in the hotel for a little bit. He looked really good, and uh, yeah. I love Jim Cornette. Um, you know, but uh, it's I, I, I get to see him. I finally met One Man Gang for the first time. That was the first time. First time, yep. He, wow. He gave me a two-piece. So that was great. Just threw on me. I was like, oh, awesome. Did you uh, see Dink? Dink was there in his gimmick? I'm not, I, don't like, I don't like him. No, don't you don't like, like Dink. Everyone has their thing. That's my bugaboo. Bear That's traps not for you. and midgets. Don't like him. It's not for Boy you. Swaggle scared the hell out of me all the time. He, he didn't knew. like He knew it. He knew. It's the hands. Yeah. 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 So stubby. So stubby. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll tell you this, too. Speaking of that convention and the people that were there, you're, I think, showing wrestling in a bit of a more positive light on this show. Right. Because the last guy that I had in here was a couple weeks ago, and that was, uh, that was Virgil. So he doesn't come across as as well informed as you, I would say. He's not quite the speaker. Uh, the- Virgil doesn't even get booked on those shows. He just shows up. Oh, I know, I know. You ever see a website called LonelyVirgil.net? Why did That's you bring sin- him in here? Because you, you got like a car X. You, do Can I, I watch I, this? Lo- yeah, it's on YouTube. Oh, I'm, well, you got to see it. As a matter of fact, you want to hear a, you want to hear something we please, did for Virgil? Please, Are you the reason why he had the suit? Yeah. Fuck money, baby, baby, baby. You're pretty green, you're pretty black. There's nothing but fuck money, baby. Fuck money, baby. Green and black. Green and black. <laughs> fuck money, baby. Fuck money, baby. The cool part is, you get Chris Brown singing the hook on this. You got to Oh, wow. You can't do that with quarters. And $100 bills, he says. Fuck money, baby. He ain't seen a $100 bill since a million dollar man left. Fuck money, baby. Fuck money, baby. Make my skin. It's green and black. Fuck money, baby. He gave us the lyrics, and we uh, we, we took that audio and, and we turned it into a hit single. How much do you owe him? Uh, he's asking for he's asking for residuals. Ten, I'm six, sure. five, grand. whatever we got in our pocket, whatever, yeah, whatever we got on, on you, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On you. We'll yeah. take it all. Uh, that that is why we had Virgil in. Yeah, he's, a, Wh- he's a... Where can people follow you on Twitter and Instagram? Oh, yeah, and... I mean, I brought us Clay on Twitter, and uh, Instagram is Tyrus Smash. Um, 
having a lot of fun on that. I was stuck in the airport today in, a, in an airplane, and I never used the bathrooms in the airport, and I had to uh, take a leak, and I stepped in there, and I couldn't get my head mm-hmm. thing, so I took a <laughs> selfie in the, in the thing, and I was like, luckily, hashtag P game is strong. Was, and I stepped out, like, seriously, that's what you guys? And she's like, not everyone looks like you. I'm like, well, no one looks like you either. Like, fuck you very much. I'll yeah. go back to my seat now. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, so, yeah, check that out. Gutfeld, cool. TNA on Pop TV, and, uh, and Brodus Clay on Twitter. Uh, Tyrus. Yes, sir. G, George, Brodus. Oh, we're using government names. All right. Everything. Thanks for being here, man. No, thanks for having me, man. Always a blast. And uh, I'll see you when we do Gutfeld together, right? um, Yeah, I'll actually hit you up tomorrow. I'll get confirmation on that. Let's do it. Here is Sam Roberts. Big thanks to Tyrus for doing the podcast this week. Uh, You know, we all have times in our lives when we need a little extra money. It happens to everybody. I've got a really easy way for you to get some. Drive with Uber. That's right. You should know what Uber is by now. It's a smartphone app that connects riders with drivers. So as a driver, you can make extra money driving your own car. It's no added expense. It's totally flexible, too. You don't need to quit your day job to make more money because Uber lets you make money on your own schedule. Whenever you need to make a little extra money, you just turn the app on and you drive. A few hours here, a few hours there. It all adds up, and it adds up very quickly. Getting started is simple. First, go to drivewithuber.com to sign up for free. You can do it right now on your phone. Second, you answer a few basic questions about you and your car. Then, get approved. Third, start driving. That's all there is to it. I told you it was easy. Start enjoying the flexibility of working when you want and earning extra money on your schedule. Sign up now to Drive with Uber. Go to drivewithuber.com. That's drivewithuber.com. Drive with U-B-E-R.com. And you, too, can drive with Uber. It's a great idea. Uh, Don't forget, if you're going to drive with Uber... Uh, you can do so in a Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast t-shirt. Order now. If you're going to get a Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast t-shirt or a Boo the Bad Guy shirt for WrestleMania, order now at NotSam.com, and I'll make sure that they get to you in time for the big, big show. Speaking of that big, big show, uh, a lot to get into with everything that happened on Roadblock and on Monday Night Raw. Uh, Lots of WrestleMania implications, more for uh, Raw than there were on on Roadblock. As a matter of fact, the news coming out of Roadblock were how little WrestleMania implications were on the show. So we'll talk about that, Jacqueline going into the Hall of Fame, and more as Katie Linnell steps in to join me on The State of Wrestling. Let's do it. It's now time for this week's State of Wrestling. And here we are. Welcome to The State of Wrestling, everybody. Katie Linendahl joins me once again. Hello, Katie. I feel great. I had my booty O's. I guess, well, that's how you guarantee that you're not booty. Did you see on Raw? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The giant sign that said Vince is booty as he walked into the <laughs> ring. And Vince made direct eye contact with the sign. He's I like, mean, I like that. It couldn't have been, oh, yeah. Do it. I don't want <laughs> I'll get there. Um, that has to be the most rewarding feeling as a fan, knowing Vince McMahon is just staring right at your sign face to face. I thought you were going to say when you get your own cereal box. Well, uh, fans, generally, that doesn't happen to them. But, yes, as a superstar, there aren't too many that have their own cereal boxes. Or light up unicorn horn. Yeah. Or New Day socks. The New Day merchandising department is very, very strong. 
I feel like there were two things that came out of Roadblock. Yep. Of any significance whatsoever. Both of those being belt changes. No, there were no. First of all, sorry, I take it back. I take it back. Two championship changes. That's right. No, no titles changed hands. However, uh, New Day's debut of Bootios was one of the two. <laughs> See, I mean, really, when you break down Roadblock, it's been a big week for New Day. Actually, you've got the debut of Bootios, which is to me a genius way of selling a T-shirt because you're not really going to buy the T-shirt. But the fact that it comes in the bootio box, now you got to have it. Packaging. It, it becomes Brilliant. a got to have thing. And you're right about the unicorn horns and the socks. Like New Day, I don't know how much, of, how much input they have on their own merchandising, but they have taken this extra income source and gone to the next level with it for sure. By storm. Yeah. And I don't mean Lance Storm. That's right. Yeah, Lance Storm did not go the extra no. mile with extra merch. No. But uh, it was that and... I thought it was a very, very important Raw for New Day. I very much enjoyed the fact that this week Raw started with a match. <laughs> it was very and, – and, and as ridiculous as it sounds, it was a huge change of pace. You know what? I didn't even think of that. It, when was uh, – Raw very rarely starts with a match. It's, it's a very predictable, formulaic show. Format. It's like you start, you get your promo that sets up the show, you move into the match. You know – Based on the segment, when it's the top of one of the hours. It's like, oh, tonight Stephanie McMahon's going to address the audience. There's Stephanie. It's either 9 or 10 o'clock. It's got to be the top of the hour. Otherwise, Stephanie wouldn't be out here. Like, it's very sort of, I can produce an episode of Raw based on how many episodes of Raw I've seen. So when they do start with a match, it's exciting because it's like, whoa, there's something different going on here tonight. No promo to start things off. And then the promo is the second thing that they do. The Dean Ambrose, Brock Lesnar thing. Right. But the reason why not only it was important for the New Day that they got to start Raw with a match, but the New Day officially became good guys this week on Monday Night Raw. I mean, they've been cheered bad guys forever, and you could say they've been good guys because they're making fun of the League of Nations for all these weeks on social media or because they're selling T-shirts or whatever it is. But, you know, the New Day were bad guys. The reason that they make New Day socks is because everybody said New Day sucks. That's why it's funny that they have socks. Uh, and they never officially, even though they were very popular, they never officially made the change to being good guys. I don't want to give your ego a boost right, right out the gate, mm-hmm. but that was one of the many things that has happened in the last week mm-hmm. that you did foresee. New Day becoming straight up good guys. Yes. Yeah. Because to me, it was – I also, by the way, if you watch the YouTube addendum to this podcast, you could see that I also predicted that nothing was going to happen at Roadblock that impacted WrestleMania whatsoever. That was the Sam Roberts prediction. However, we'll get into Roadblock and all that stuff. Not only was it cemented that New Day were officially good guys, but cemented, cemented, cemented that this League of Nations is an evil, evil group. And while it hasn't officially been announced – I would imagine that there is some sort of a New Day League of Nations tag title match happening at WrestleMania. There's a lot of matches happening at WrestleMania, but I would imagine that's exactly where this story is going. I don't know if they'll do a three-on-four scenario, because right now League of Nations doesn't have a spot at WrestleMania, and neither do the tag champs. Uh, The tag match that was announced this week 
which is a little surprising, and I'm very much assuming that it will be on the pre-show. They announced Usos versus the Dudleys is a match that's happening at WrestleMania. They announced that on Facebook this week. Renee Young did it. Uh, That it's just a straight tag match. The Dudley Boys versus the Usos at WrestleMania. They do the, whatever, two-hour pre-show for WrestleMania. So I'm assuming that the pre-show will consist of, well, it's up in the air now, right? Because... I thought I thought that match was already scheduled. I, maybe I the Usos that. and the Dudleys. No. Oh, the New Day and the League. I don't think it was officially scheduled. We talked about it here, I think, but it hasn't. I don't think it's officially been scheduled. Uh, but I'm I'm sure it will happen. Where do you What do you do on the WrestleMania pre-show? Because based on on what we've seen this week, man. So we know now that we're going to have a Dudley Boys Usos match, and it would appear very much. Like, we're going to have a second Divas match, which will be a six-person tag match. Which will have, you know, Lana and, and, and uh, Tamina and, and Naomi and, and, and the Bella group and all those people. Everybody that we saw feuding with each other on Raw this week. What do you put on the pre-show? The six-person Divas match or the Dudleys-Uso tag match? Along with the Andre Battle Royal. You're not going to have three matches on the pre-show. That's a lot. It's a two-hour pre-show. That's what it was. That's what it's was been. Was that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Last year, they did the Andre Battle Royal, and they did the Tyson Kidd, Cesaro versus, I think, Usos tag match. Do the Usos repeat in that spot as the opener for the pre-show? I believe they will. I think when you've got a pre-show, you need a match that's light enough that it won't take away from the card, but strong enough that it will set the pace for the night. Like, it's not something that people are necessarily buying their tickets to see, but it is something that, you know, it gets people fired up to begin with. And I don't think you can open a WrestleMania pre-show with a six-person Divas match. I feel like the WrestleMania, but we opened it with Usos last year. Yeah, well, I mean, that's not this, yeah, guess what? <laughs> Uso crazy. You just you just pulled a twofer. I, I, I... <laughs> I think it'll be I think it'll be Dudley's and Usos and the Andre Memorial for the pre-show for WrestleMania. Um, do you like the idea of the of the New Day as straight good guys? I, I didn't think it's indifferent. You do, yeah. Do you think it takes anything? They were, they, come on, really? I mean, does it matter either way? It matters a little bit to T-shirt sales because someone's parents like all their good no, guys. They can have it. No, it's not T-shirt sales. It's in the psychology of how you perform. When you're a bad guy that's getting cheered. You can get away with being obnoxious because you're a bad guy. When you're a good guy, there have to come moments like we saw on Monday. Like, here's, here's, here's the great example. In order for New Day to be a good bad guy team, they need to have moments like they had several months ago on Raw where they took out all the top good guys and they seemed very aggressive. Love that. Remember? That was fantastic. fantastic. To be good guys... You need to have moments like we saw on Raw this week where bad guys are taking you out. It's what we've talked about with other people, with Roman. You need to have moments of sympathy. If New Day's just coming out and being obnoxious and claiming that they're the best, like New Day cannot not defend their titles as good guys. You can't come out like they were doing on Raw and on pay-per-views to say I'm not – like they did it at, at the last pay-per-view. You can't come out on the cutting-edge Christian peep show. And say, I'm not def- – because that's what they were doing. I'm not defending the tag titles if you're a good guy. You can't. It doesn't work anymore. 
because you're not supposed to be a coward, right? Because yeah. you're a good guy. Yeah. So there are little things like that that you would have to remove from the New Day's repertoire now that they're officially white meat baby faces. And I don't think – I think that they'll be able to work around it, obviously. They've created this amazing thing. I just I, – I do think it will somewhat affect the team because you can't do everything as an official good guy that you could as maybe a sort of bad guy. You just can't. It doesn't work anymore. It, it, it just confuses the story that you're telling. Um, but hopefully they do have that, that highlighted spot on the WrestleMania show. I wasn't super surprised – with Roadblock, uh, in the sense, I mean, because nothing surprising happened, but I wasn't surprised that nothing surprising happened, you know? Like, I thought, I think this is, this is where I think they need to figure out a little bit what they're doing. I thought of Roadblock when it was first starting to get introduced. Originally, it was on the books as just a march, a road to WrestleMania show or whatever from Toronto, mm-hmm. which is just a house show. So I, I think it was scheduled to be. The same thing as, like, Beast in the East and, I mean, yeah, yeah, the same thing as Beast in the East, the same thing as uh, 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 the Madison Square Garden show that they put on the network that had Brock Lesnar Big Show. All those shows where it was it was a special, but it was certainly not a pay-per-view. It was just, it was a good house show. It was a, a televised, loaded house show. And I think that there's room for televised house shows on the network. I just feel like in the weeks leading up to Roadblock, they decided to amp it up even more than they would for a loaded house show and turned it into what was kind of a pay-per-view. You know what I mean? They were advertising, okay, Dean Ambrose is going to get a shot at the title, and they spent two full weeks building the Triple H Dean Ambrose match. They go, Brock Lesnar and Bray Wyatt are going to wrestle, and they spend the last segment on Raw with Bray Wyatt being treated like he's a possible title contender, and this confrontation happening uh, involving Triple H to make Brock Le- uh, Bray Wyatt look like even a bigger deal before this match, and then you get to the show, and it was what it was originally intended to be, which is just kind of a fun special. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it was a good show. It was a good house show. The Natty Charlotte match was great. That match was fantastic. The NXT tag match was incredible. I probably, and, and I could get into this debate, it's certainly arguable. I, I would give match of the night to Charlotte and Natty. Though, if somebody gave match of the night to Dash and Dawson versus Enzo and Cass, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Because that match was really, really good too. But those were the two matches of the night. Uh, it was great to see Natty shine in that spot that she was in on that special. But I do think that just to avoid disappointment on the part of the fans, WWE should be clear about what it is that they're putting out. You know what I mean? That's what I was going to ask you because do you set a precedent that it's going to be at Excalibur every time it is a network special? And a network special only? What do you mean? Because I, I think we're in agreement that it wasn't... It wasn't a pay-per-view. But it was promoted like a pay-per-view in the two weeks leading to it. That is my only sort of sticking point, is that these specials are specials and we should promote them. And it's, it, they're, they're very cool things to have on the network. They're reasons to subscribe to the network, but they're not the same as a pay-per-view. I don't know if we should go here just yet. Okay. But... 
I, I do want to address that you're going to have a, an event of that nature, a special of that nature, and then do the match that you just told me about on SmackDown. Come on. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. But, um, but yeah. So uh, when you were leading up to it, do you see what I'm saying? Like, were you noticing that this was being treated more like it's like the Triple H Dean Ambrose match had people saying, "Could it happen?" It could. Like, it seemed very realistic. And they're like, and even to the point where there were those that thought this was their way of sneaking out of a not-so-great main event to WrestleMania. I was reading on Twitter when, when, when Bray Wyatt stepped out of the Brock Lesnar match. And by the way, that was the, only, that was the second Surprise. takeaway from the night. The so cereal. Booty-o cereal. Okay. And the fact that Bray Wyatt didn't even wrestle Brock Lesnar at all was the other takeaway, just because it's a discussion point. Um, but before we get there, when Bray Wyatt didn't get in the ring with Brock, I mean, I was reading on Twitter, many, many people were watching the show going, oh my God, Dean Ambrose is going to win the world title. This sets up a triple threat with him, Hunter, and Roman for the title at WrestleMania, leaving Brock Lesnar to fight Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. And I was like, oh, ah! right. And I was like, ah, I hope they don't get disappointed. Because I don't think. But was that a missed opportunity on the part of WWE to say, "Hey, guess what? When we do have these specials, something significant is going to happen, and you should prepare for it." Um, I don't know. Maybe that's. I mean, I don't think you can do it every time, right? And that's special. And maybe you don't mess with WrestleMania per se. Well, yeah. See, that's the problem. That like you're already doing that for your pay per views. I think the point of a special. Should be. It's fun to watch a house show. It just matches. You know what I mean? It's like going to. It's not. It's not like the TV experience. It's the house show experience, and it's got big matches. You're not necessarily watching because something major could happen. You're watching because it's not every day you see Dean Ambrose versus Triple H, and it's not every day you see Brock Lesnar versus Bray Wyatt, and 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 you know that it's not going to have huge storyline implications because house shows don't have huge storyline implications, but. You're watching it because it's a fun thing to do on a Saturday night and because it's a good special. Beast from the East was a little different because of the NXT angle of it. Because the Finn Balor match was a little bigger than than what we're talking about. But in terms of the actual, that was just one NXT match on the bigger special. Same way the NXT tag title match was on this bigger special. And the WWE part of Beast from the East really had no implication on any storyline whatsoever. And it's not like you blatantly go out there and be like, hey, I want you all to know, check it out. This Saturday night on the network, we will have some matches that won't matter. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not saying you promote it like that. I'm just saying you don't promote it the way you would a pay-per-view because you risk people being disappointed. And I wasn't disappointed because I didn't look at it like a pay-per-view, but I read people that were. And I think that's how you avoid it. The last thing on the earth that you want is a disappointed audience, I think. So do, were you disappointed overall? I was not, but I know people were. Right. And the way people and the way you would avoid that is make it clear that there is a difference between a network special and a pay-per-view. I'm Look, the main event for WrestleMania is in the main event itself is not in jeopardy, but they're in trouble with it. I'm glad that it wasn't changed just because I don't think this tradition of changing the main event to WrestleMania three weeks before WrestleMania every year because this thing that's been in your head for six months is a terrible idea. <laughs> it's not a way to do business. You can't keep doing it. 
And so the fact that they didn't change the main event, I like it. But Raw this week, big moment, Roman Reigns, after having rhinoplasty or whatever it was. Tur- the doctor did a great job. Returns, coming out through the aisle, down the aisle. Wow. Yep. Big deal. Yep. And, you know, they did a good job on commentary of being like, oh, my God, Roman Reigns is back. He had his face smashed. This is going to be crazy. I don't believe this. And I felt like Roman came into the ring. The Pittsburgh crowd was dead. And he kind of slowly gave Triple H this kind of like not even trying double leg tank down. There was no emotion behind it. I, I feel like maybe Roman came out. He didn't get he got booed big time. And I psychologically, I just don't think he was in the game. I'm going to stop you there, though, because I feel like you should be so happy that he didn't say anything. Come on. This is another one of your it was at least doing a, a better job on paper. Perfect. In execution, it did not work. It didn't. How do you do it better? Uh, I don't I don't know. I mean, this is the thing. Like, people, wrestling has survived. You do know, though. Come on. Wrestling has survived uh, for so long in such a way where it can be bad for a long time. And as long as you surprise them at the end... They'll still come back to you. Then you're negating your point but, of the, the fact that they should have changed it before WrestleMania. But sometimes you you repeatedly do damage after damage after damage to a character. And those things have long-lasting effects. It's tough. It is a tough thing to get Roman Reigns over right now. And that's not Roman's fault. You know what it is? What is it's it? Insanity. That's the definition of insanity. Trying the same thing over and over again. And expecting different, different results. results. Yeah. What did you think of the uh, of the Roman Reigns Triple H segment? All told. Raw? Raw. I actually agree with you that I, I, I perked up to, to acknowledge the commentary was very over the top. Because but I, I was, thought it was good. I thought it was solid. Right. Oh, my God. It's happening. But yeah. then did the action match that? His face looked good. Congratulations to the team. Aesthetically. The team. Okay. Um... No. As I watched it, I found myself, for whatever reason, not believing what I was seeing. I did not believe that Roman Reigns was angry. I did not believe Triple H was in danger. I thought I was watching wrestling. And that's not what you want. Like, when you're like, oh, I'm watching wrestling. I'm seeing a main event get set up. You're not getting lost in this thing. You're not getting excited for the biggest show of the year. And I felt like the Triple H segment at the beginning, you know, at the top of the nine o'clock hour, I loved his promo about hope. <laughs> I thought it was amazing. I had to tweet about it when he came out and he said, all you people do is hope. You think that you're going to win with hope and you go to work and then you just go home and you hope for that raise, and you hope for this, and you hope for that, and it never happens because you don't do the work. And I think the reason that promo was so good is because Triple H believes it. Like, I think there was a lot of realism in what he was saying. I think I think when Triple H cut that promo on Raw, he was talking to the locker room, and he was talking to all the guys who go out there, they work their match, and they 
complain on the internet that they don't get pushed. And and that's why it was great that Dolph Ziggler came out because that that is that mentality, right? That that's been that sort of war that everybody knows about. There's there's a lot of, of realism in that thing. And I will tell you this: I was more excited watching Triple H and Dolph Ziggler than I was watching Roman Reigns come back to get his revenge on Triple H. Man, you're really pissed about this. Well, I really the the the. Triple H promo was good, and I think I do think he believes a lot of what he was saying, and I think he was talking to a lot of the locker room. Uh, Dolph came out. I thought that was cool because you didn't see it coming. Uh, and the Dolph Ziggler-Triple H matches was good because you knew Dolph wasn't going to win, but you thought he might. You know what I mean? Like you watch that going, well, Triple H is main uh, eventing. That was a close three count at one point. Triple too. H is main eventing WrestleMania as the champion. <laughs> He's not losing to Dolph Ziggler. No. And then you were like, but is he? And that's wrestling. That's when it works. When you're like, wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. And that's what I was doing. And I was like, yeah, no, this is good. This is good. You know, and then and then Roman comes out and bless his heart, he gets booed out of the building. Even when Triple H was doing the promo, he was like, Roman is not going to win this title. And everybody goes, yay. And he goes, he goes Roman is not going to beat the authority. No, 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 guys, guys, you're not listening again. I'm prompting you here. Right. But it's not it's not working. And uh, what do you do now, man? I think you have to acknowledge it. Right. Roman. In what a week? You got two raws before WrestleMania. Raws. Two raws. I was sitting there. Do you get some crazy? Well, I guess that would have happened at Roadblock. You can't do a crazy thing. You have to do the match. Shut up. Show a little discipline and live and die by your decisions. So we use discipline and then screw over WrestleMania. No, make it work. It's your job. It's your job as your your company. Make it work. (laughs) Stop doing dumb stuff and make the match work. Like, don't. Oh, what if we had this person? What if we change it the last minute? No. You've been telling the story for months. But it's not working. We told you that months ago, but you decided to do it anyway. So why should we still keep going on it? No, you can't. Look, you have to that's live. That's not discipline. That's dumb. No, it's discipline. You live and die by your decisions. If you go. Yeah, but you can't get so attached to an idea that you can't walk away from it. You have to, I use that in my consultation. You have to do it in the beginning then. You have to say the fans are going, no, this is where it's going. We don't like that. And then, then the company goes, guys, you don't know where it's going. Just give it a chance. And we go, okay, but we're going to boo it until you make us not boo it. And then guess what? We're two weeks away from WrestleMania. And you know how it's going? Exactly the way we said it was going to go months ago. We said this. This is what we said. Don't do this. And they were like, no, you don't know the way it's going to go. And we were like, but they did that, though. It went the way we said it was going to go. So... What do you do now? This is a mess. What happens when you repeatedly change main events for things like WrestleMania? It's exciting. It's not exciting. You lose faith in a company. At some point, you do that enough times, and the audience loses faith in a product. I disagree. I think they say, you know what? We screwed up here. We need to pivot. You can't. Then they'd be called the World Pivot Entertainment. It's the company that comes to me for consultation with a Bluetooth towel, and I'm like, people, it's a bad idea. Okay, well, what about this? You're going to need to stop down on that. What if you were consulting with a company? Yep. And literally, every product they came out with, you said, at the design stage, here are your flaws. And they went, no, Katie, I'm afraid you don't know what you're talking about. And then they took it into production. And they made a whole bunch of them. Uh And then they were like, oh, Katie, you were right. We better pivot. By the time they did that, on the fourth 
product, the same cycle, wouldn't you be like, I'm not going to do business with this company anymore? Well, am I still getting paid? I don't know. Not the best example. Not because as long as I'll wait it out. As long as you're getting paid, it's all good. As long as I made my point. You can't if you're an entertainment company. I'm not agreeing with you on this. From an audience perspective, I can't sit there watching WWE, knowing that just because they tell me when they say, "Okay, so and so has won the Royal Rumble," if I know, all right, they say he's going to WrestleMania, but that doesn't mean he's going to WrestleMania. If I know, okay, they said if Roman Reigns wins this match, he gets the world title shot. Okay, he won the match, but he might not get the title shot. You will get to a point very quickly. If you continue to change things just because you were wrong, you will get to a point where nothing matters anymore. And there's no reason to watch anything. But let me, let me say one thing, and, and then I totally see your point, but you can't screw up the biggest stage. You don't mess up the Super Bowl. You don't put two crappy teams in the Super Bowl. Which is why. Or one, for that matter. Well. You, that's debatable. I know. I'm, I'm, used, I'm a Roman Reigns fan. Let's just also, make that clear. You're also a Buffalo Bills fan. so yeah. you, <laughs> And I still you, am. You, you. Four years of disappointment. Okay, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> You, but by the time the Buffalo Bills went to their fourth Super Bowl, all of you in Buffalo were like, whatever, they're not going to win. Because year after year after year. It was just ongoing disappointment. Exactly. You know what? I was happy with that AFC championship. So, you (laughs) You know what? I'm just going to turn this positively. Right. Second place isn't first loser. Yeah. Um, But that's what I mean. By the time the Buffalo Bills went to their fourth Super Bowl, you didn't have faith in the story having a Cinderella ending because you were like, no, we've done this before. If you're in the business, pro wrestling is storytelling business. That's all it is. It's telling stories. And if you get to a place where you get the beginning and the middle, and you know from all these previous previous experiences that it doesn't matter what the beginning and the middle is because they'll change it at the end if we boo enough, that there's no reason to pay any attention to the beginning or the middle. And then your entire storytelling structure has been damaged. The only option, and this is what I've been saying from the beginning, the only option is to go and live and die by your decisions. You go out there and you make Triple H, Roman Reigns work or deal with the fact that you fucked up WrestleMania. But can't WrestleMania be the mulligan in which if you screwed up every the year? Like, yeah, it's the one event that gets the every, mulligan. Every year. WrestleMania is the mulligan every year. Because it's so important. Which is why, and if we know, going into a WrestleMania, if we have not disciplined ourselves, and we know that we could just change the main event two weeks before the show, then why tell good stories ever? That's why you need discipline. That's why you need to make a decision in December that's going to affect April knowing that you can't change April if you make this decision in December. That's discipline. Because otherwise, who cares what you do in December? You're just going to change it two weeks into March anyway. You need discipline for long-term success. I'm not talking about for this year. I'm talking about long-term. That's the way a business has to be run. That's the way a storytelling factory has to pump out stories. It's the only way it works. So you have to. Make Triple H and Roman Reigns work. And you have to show me Roman Reigns needs to go out there and needs to tell all the fans. No, we don't want him on the mic, dude. How disloyal that they are to him. 
and tell all the oh, fans. Oh, okay, okay. All I'm doing, I, I, like, I am winning this for you. And all I hear from you is boo. We need a die, Rocky, die speech from Roman Reigns. It's the only thing because then we're back in touch with reality. And guess what? We don't even know what The Rock's role at WrestleMania is yet. Maybe you've got a situation where, I mean, here's one way you could go. We don't know The Rock's role at WrestleMania. You know, maybe The Rock could rock bottom Roman Reigns on Raw, say, like, you're a disgrace to the family, and then turn on Hunter, like Mike Tyson at WrestleMania 14, and as it turns out, he was helping Roman the whole time. Or you have Roman and The Rock together call out the fans for being disloyal and being awful well, to Well, they kind of already tried that. No, no. You know what I'm they saying, though. They put Rock and Roman together as if, like, hey, look, it's the guy we want to win. And everybody was like, that's not the guy we wanted to win. So if they have Rock and Roman come out and say, maybe they don't even need the Rock. Maybe they just have Roman come out and say, hey, you guys suck. Like, I've I've really been trying for you. Acknowledge the fact that you're getting booed out of buildings. You have to. Is this a potential opportunity to revisit my idea of the Samoan Lumberjack match? It's possible. And it could be a mix of the click and the Samoan Lumberjack match. I'm willing to look at anything right now. (laughs) Anything. Because you do, I mean... I'm willing to look at anything. You've got to... This isn't even a John Cena situation. This is much, much worse than anything John Cena's ever had to deal with. This is worse than than the Cena booze. Because it's not like, let's go Cena, Cena sucks. It's It's, not booze of passion? No, it's, it's... Hey, we love Triple H. Why are you wrestling this guy? That's what the crowd is saying. And it's not good. And that has to be changed. And the only way to change it is to give people a reason to either get behind. To, uh, you have to give people a reason to care about seeing Roman Reigns. I feel like they tried that on Raw and it just didn't go over. It didn't. Well, well it was ineffective. It was an effort. I'm not asking for an effort. I'm asking for success. In execution. Yeah. I don't care what you're trying to do. That's what I tell people in my life. They're like, well, I, you know, I didn't mean to do that. I'm like, who cares what you meant to do? You did it. So don't do it again. I'm not talking to you about what you meant to do. I'm talking to you about what you did. So we need a scenario where this sort of like, well, we're trying isn't good enough. Yeah, we don't give away participation trophies. There's going to be 100,000 people, more or less, in a football stadium watching this show. And millions. Millions. And millions. Watching at home. Like, it's possible. And they get paid a lot of money to do it. And I can't accept this idea that they can't make a Roman Reigns Triple H match work. I can't accept that. And I, you know, and then the big reason I can't accept it is because in December, it worked. In December, it worked for 24 hours. Mm hmm. And then you got cute. TLC. Right. And the night after. And raw. That's when it worked. Now, it's not working. And they need something else. I don't know. I know, or I, I, I believe Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and The Rock will all have roles at WrestleMania. I don't know what they are, and maybe they fit in there somewhere. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of different things you could do. But the point is, you have to give people a reason to care about Roman Reigns. I'm also, I I felt worried about Raw. 
because I liked what they did with the New Day. The I loved the Triple H Dolph Ziggler match. I'll get into the Neville thing. That's just like a tragedy. <laughs> tragedy. It's awful. The Kevin Owens segment was I like that. Kevin Owens is amazing on commentary. But the closing segment was not good. The Shane McMahon Undertaker segment. And I mean, I love Shane McMahon. He comes to the ring with some retro ones on. I'm going to support that guy. You know what I mean? You have that pair. When he comes to the ring wearing shattered backboards, I've got that guy's back. But the segment was shattered. Well, yeah, because he said, I'm going to hit you and I'm going to miss. And then you're going to hit. Well, you're going to miss if you hit me. Oh, but then I'm going to hit. It's actually kind of bad. It's like Shane. The, the, even the shuffle couldn't make that segment good. I, I can't imagine what Vince was thinking as he was watching his son flub these words on the closing segment uh, building this match. And it made me feel like, you know, they need to. And I have faith that they will. I'm not mad about it yet. We need, though. We do need a reason as to why The Undertaker is doing this. No? I mean, on Raw, Shane McMahon called out The Undertaker for being Vince McMahon's puppet. And The Undertaker said, I'm not Vince McMahon's puppet. Okay, how? How are you not? Well, I'm going to chokeslam you. You know, I, we need, I feel like, a little bit of a reason uh, as to why The Undertaker is doing this. I, we're, I was talking about this on the YouTube show, by the way. It's an interesting predicament they're in. I still think... It's going to be cool to see. I think there's enough curiousness about how the match is going to get pulled off that it is something to look forward to. I'm sure that Shane has something crazy in mind to do, and I'm not poo-pooing the match at all. I think it's a good choice. If you don't have John Cena, to have The Undertaker and Shane McMahon in a Hell in a Cell is a major, major spectacle, especially with something like the company on the line. But we talked about this. Do you think Shane, do you think Shane McMahon is sticking around? I don't. I mean, he'd left wrestling. You know, he's got other businesses and a family. That's like, where I say no. Right. So, The Undertaker wins, theoretically. And we go back to business as usual. But how do you go back to business as usual if the story that you've been told is that Shane McMahon is a good guy because he's going to take control of the company because the product is not good right now? So if Shane McMahon loses and nothing changes, then what we as an audience have been told is the product is going to continue to not be any good. Right? True. I mean, that's what Shane's fighting for, isn't it? As the good guy, he's telling the truth, right? Right. And what's he saying? You're running this company into the ground. So if Vince, if Undertaker wins and Vince is still in charge of everything then we as an audience, as far as the storyline, we're led to believe that the company is going to continue to be run into the ground. Which is to say that we shouldn't be watching the show because it's not good. Which leads me to believe that even though Shane McMahon will probably not beat The Undertaker, something will happen. And there is going to be a major split. Now, they said on Raw this week, they were talking about uh, major new talent coming in. I believe Monday night after WrestleMania, Finn Balor, Machine Gun, Doc Gallows, Nakamura, all show up on Raw. 
the Monday after WrestleMania. I don't know who's going to be in charge of Raw. I believe they will all show up to Raw. Maybe, you know, Shane, maybe, maybe somebody else is the referee, either Sean or Stone Cold is the referee in that match and cost The Undertaker the match and, and Shane wins and he puts Mick Foley in charge of the company or something. Vince McMahon's not going to be in charge of Raw after WrestleMania. Mm. You can't have it. I believe that all the New Japan names and Finn Balor will be moved to the main roster the Monday after WrestleMania. That's my prediction. I think it'd be cool, too. To see, to see the Balor Club, the bulletproof Balor Club uh, in action. I think, uh, you know, you could have other NXT guys coming up as well. Maybe that's when we bring up uh, Enzo and Cass, finally. Maybe that's when, I don't know, Sami Zayn's already up. Samoa Joe's probably staying down there for a while. Um, you know, who knows? But they said an influx of new talent, and I believe that will be the New Japan 3 along with Finn Balor. I think that's the coming the Monday after WrestleMania to the new Monday Night Raw. Because you can't, Raw can't continue business as usual after WrestleMania. Because a good guy, authority figure, has said it's not a good show. <laughs> so we can't continue to have not a good show. You see what I mean? Or is my, is my logic off? Yeah, I do think you have a, a I think some, either Shane's in with a Taker on it or there's some, there's some big twist obviously going to happen. Yeah, I don't see how Shane could be in. Or Stephanie, Stephanie's been too quiet in this whole mix. Stephanie has Stephanie was quiet this week, but she was very very loud last week. Uh, maybe it's just the one week. Right, right, right. right. It was just the, it was just the one week. I think um, it's very very strange that the that the McMahon Hunter storylines aren't crossing over at all. You know, I'd love to see where the what's it called the uh, Roman Reigns as champion theoretically fits in with. The new Monday Night Raw. I mean, look, maybe maybe WrestleMania is not as great as it could have been, and maybe it does end with booze and Roman Reigns. What if? Uh oh, someone's had a good idea. I see it. What if WrestleMania ends with Roman Reigns holding the title and Shane McMahon and the Balor Club? On the stage, looking at him, like we're we're what's next. So it's not the just fireworks conclusion. Roman Reigns is champion. It's Roman Reigns has won, but Finn Balor, Gallows, and Anderson are looking right at him, and it's like, oh my God, it's about to get good. I could see it. That's one way you could go that at least the show ends on an up note. That's what that we bring it back to hope. That well, that would end on an up note, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd be excited. I'd be excited. Wrestling fans would be excited if that happened. The idea that coming out of it, the new Monday Night Raw, run by some authority figure uh, that is put in place by Shane McMahon or however they do it, has a Finn Balor Roman Reigns title chase happening. That's huge. I mean. You know, it's almost like throwing in the towel on Roman, unfortunately, because it's like it's like everybody's just like, okay, like we're only dealing with Roman because it means we're going to get to see the Ballot Club holding the title. Like we'll deal with him if that's what we get. Um, It's not really fair to him. But but I don't know. It's just a direction. Neville out of WrestleMania, it would appear. 
What do you do with that intercontinental title match? It to me, based on the commentary, I said uh, very very obvious. They want to do Sami Zayn, uh, uh, Kevin Owens, Aaron, uh, Adrian Neville, and Miz four way for the intercontinental title. Some people were talking about a six way and getting Dolph Ziggler involved, but you heard. They've been saying on commentary, KO Mania, blah, blah, blah. Everybody thinks they deserve a shot. Sami Zayn, Neville, The Miz. Those are the names that get thrown around. So to me, I thought it was obvious that that is the, you know, fatal four-way that they were planning for Mania. With Neville out. It really is a tragedy. It's not good. I mean, and there's this great video, which they should probably be showing stuff like this on the TV show. Um of Neville finding out that it is an injury. Like, they posted it on the YouTube channel, and it's heartbreaking. Like, Neville is almost in tears because he, I mean, he has to put his hands over his face Mm. because he instantly realizes, you know, we're three weeks out of WrestleMania and you've got a broken ankle and shin. It's like, you know, you know what that means. You're not, you're not going to be on Mania. And it's like, and I had the spot with Owens and Zayn. Oh. I mean, that sucks. 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 Do you keep, what do you do? Do you keep Miz in the match? Do you add a couple more people? What do you do? You got to add a couple more people. You don't want to see a triple threat between Zayn, Owens, and Miz. No. Do you? I was thinking about this. It would be. I mean, look, Miz would stick out like a sore thumb in that match. But that would be Miz's one opportunity to break out. You know what I mean? If Miz had it in him to hang with guys on that level, this would be the opportunity to prove people wrong. Because most people would say, you know, there's no way. Miz does not have what it takes to hang on that level. This would be the moment Miz... I would like like it if Miz could hang on that level and he had that moment to show it. Because I like the Miz. Who do you add into the match? Ziggler? Man. Or do you just do a one-on-one between Zayn and Owens? I would take that over a, over a triple threat. threat. You would rather the one on one versus instead of putting Miz in there. What about throwing Ziggler in there? So it's Miz, Ziggler, Zane, Owens. No, not for mm-hmm. you. No, doesn't. You're not feeling it. Not feeling. You're it. keeping Ziggler off Mania, putting him in the Battle Royal. Yep. Wow. Natty, it appears, is off WrestleMania. She's not in the multi divas match. She's not part of the six divas in that tag that we saw on Raw formulating. And she's obviously not in the triple threat match. It would appear that Natty is off WrestleMania. Well, maybe that's for who we could throw in this make it a fatal four-way. In the IC title match? Yeah. Do you, what do you think about Natty not being at WrestleMania? I'm very disappointed. It sucks, right? Very disappointed. Yeah. I feel like she gets jerked around a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. You know? The Wyatts, it would appear, unless they're in the Battle Royal or off WrestleMania. That's, that's just insanity. That's ludicrous. Honestly, instead of just putting him in the Battle Royal, I would put, like, you know, I wouldn't put Bray in the Battle Royal. I would have Bray not. If you're not going to have him in a high-profile match, just keep him off the show. Like, just pretend he doesn't. Just keep him off the show and start rebuilding on Monday. I wouldn't put him in the Battle Royal. Because who cares if, if Bray Wyatt wins the Andre the Giant statue? Ugh. What, like, what's he going to do? Be like, oh, I've I've destroyed your legend. <laughs> I've taken... Your beloved Andre. It's a new voice. And I've destroyed it, my children. Yeah, it, I, it's not... I'd be like, okay, big deal. 
Like, I didn't feel close to that Andre statue. You can have it, right? You know? So I would probably keep him off. Um, now, we were talking about a match that should have happened at WrestleMania, in your opinion. Yes. Kevin Owens and AJ Styles. We just found out at the time of this recording, it is scheduled for... SmackDown. SmackDown! Yay! Because <laughs> everything this week just makes sense. I think, and I haven't seen it, obviously... I think that it'll be the same thing I said about the Divas match. I'm sure it's just a reason to get people to tune in, and it's some kind of schmoz ending where the KO Mania people and Jericho all interfere and mess it up. Like, I don't think you're going to have a straight match between these two now. It's just not going to. So, so I don't think it's going to take away from the original thing. I do think, by the way, speaking before we move on from Bray Wyatt, I think that they might have come to their senses late into planning uh, Roadblock and realize that they should save Bray Wyatt, Brock Lesnar for a bigger stage. It's not going to happen at Mania, obviously, but I think that they're saving that match for something bigger, and that's why it didn't happen at Roadblock. Um, but yeah, so I'm not, I don't really care that it's happening on SmackDown, the AJ Styles-Kevin Owens match, because I don't think it's going to be the match. You know, I don't think it's going to have a, a real ending. I don't, it's just going to be a schmoz. You're talking about saving Bray Wyatt. Save that. Well, you're not... No. If it's a schmoz ending, it's like it, we still... That doesn't matter. It still happened. Yeah, but it, I mean, but it didn't matter to anybody. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't actually see it. But it should have mattered. But it will... Like, it doesn't take anything away from... It's like the Ghostbusters remake. It really... As mad as people get about it, it doesn't take anything away from the original. Just put the original DVD in. It's not going to take anything away. In this case, to have a schmoz ending on SmackDown... It's not going to take anything away from when these two guys finally do meet for real. It's not. You know? So, a weird decision, but I think it's just one of those ratings grabs and then we'll just get out of it. That's what I think is probably going to happen with it. I would like to say. Please. I said I was surprised about this week's induction into the Hall of Fame. Well, you got murdered on Twitter for that. Jacqueline. A lot of people didn't like that I said I was surprised that she got in. I Maybe I put the horse before, the carriage before the horse a little bit when I mentioned Tori Wilson getting in before. But Tori Wilson <laughs> should be in the Hall of Fame. She, for that era, was a very important diva and was very important in WCW. So, you know, the, the, a lot of – because of the way women have been used in pro wrestling, you're not looking at work rate – for women. You're looking at the impact. And the same thing for men. You're looking at the impact they had on the business. And some of these women were not as good wrestlers as Jacqueline, but they probably had a bigger impact on the business. Uh, there are a few women that I would have thought would have gone in before Jacqueline. Luna Vachon. Yeah, she was on my list. Um, I mean, it makes sense. They don't want to put in anybody who's dead because they're already putting in the big boss man who's dead. And Jacqueline came from Texas. I didn't think about the geographics of it. It does make sense. And I never said Jacqueline shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. But, you know, Sable. Sable is a much bigger induction than Jacqueline is. Um, Luna definitely is. I would say Bull Nakano is. Um, yeah, there, there, are, there are a bunch. And I Miss Elizabeth obviously is. But, you know, I guess you have to uh, factor out living or dead and geographically where they are. So, I mean, like, I, I don't really care that much, but, uh, yeah, I just wanted to acknowledge that. I still am surprised that she's getting in as soon as she is, uh, but I don't begrudge it. It's just, it like, caught me off guard a little bit. Um, I, do you have any ideas who they're going to put in the celebrity wing this year? 
Well, I would also just like to thank you at this time because it feels appropriate for blowing up my Twitter account with the Beverly Brothers. Oh, you got all the Beverly Brothers uh, tweets. So everybody knows message received. <laughs> you know who they are now? Loud and clear. <laughs> How was the NXT house show? Oh, yeah. I went to the NXT house show over the weekend. Where? Fort Pierce. Oh. Fort Pierce, Florida. Out of a thousand. Who headlined? <laughs> it was a tag match. Mm-hmm. Balor and Apollo versus Corbin and Ty Dillinger. I don't mind that at all. That's a good match. It was a good match. Yeah. And it was like one of those um, events, too, where the uh, generator blew out again, like NXT Albany. <laughs> yeah. So the lights went out, like mid-match, too. Wow. By the way, there was a lot of, you probably knew, but a lot of wrestlers I did not know that were pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, well, that's... It's interesting. Yeah, because because they're touring so Such much now. Such a sneak there's, peek. There's, yeah, people who aren't ready for TV are doing those Florida live events. No rom-com scenes acted out between Bailey and Balor? Not that I saw. Not this time. Okay. Um, there was some rom-com happening between the Floridians, notably the individual in front of us in the Zubaz pants. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. I missed Zubas. You did. They're bringing it back down there in Fort Pierce, and I'm down with it. <laughs> but, but may I say, though, that the lights there, the generator blew out like mid-match. You couldn't see anything. Wow. So in perfect WWE universe style, everybody started yelling for The Undertaker. <laughs> Who's here? Who's so here? Good. The power of the urn. <laughs> it was Great. good. It was fun. Great. Those shows still, I feel like, are a matter of time. You're getting some serious roster names mm-hmm. at a tiny, tiny house show. Yeah. In a gym. Yeah. It's cool. It's really cool to see. And that's not going to last long. No. It's not going to last long. It's special to see them now. Excited about WrestleMania at this moment? I'm always excited about WrestleMania. Specifically this year. Are you nervous at all? Very. You are? Yeah. At the fact that they may not do it right? I mean, we already saw the promotions. The, 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 the graphic is made for Triple H Roman. It's happening. It's happening. It's about telling the story properly. And also Shane McMahon needs to take a promo refresh class. Well, maybe he should do that before he yells at all the fans in your suggestion. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. Thank you all for joining us again. Uh, and big thanks to Tyrus for being the interview this week. You can get Katie Linnadal at Katie Linnadal on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And, of course, Show, the tech lifestyle podcast that is setting the world on fire. You can go to www.katie.show or type the words Show into iTunes to find it. Uh, it will uh, destroy your preconceived notions about eating and sleeping. So, yeah, if you have a sleeping disorder, 70 million Americans do, you want to tune in this week. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Got gadgets that'll help. Thank you very much, Katie Lindahl. Cheers. And uh, we'll see you later. Thanks for listening. Follow at MilkSam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And subscribe for free to listen every week to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast.